James and Alia. Hey, uh, Dad, do you mind if I do the intro today? Go ahead. If you want to, go ahead. Okay. Um, what's up, guys? It's Alia, and I'm here with my dad, who knows a lot of stuff they're going to be talking about today. And, um, Dad, before we start today, I just wanted to ask you, why do you always... You you come off as very formal when you're talking on this podcast. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I, right. I feel like I'm 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 trying to be like casual, and you're always I, I like, know, "Well, Alia, look, I know I said that I was gonna probably learn some things, but you don't have to be mean about it right no, out I'm of just, the gate. I'm just I'm trying I'm I'm trying to help you. Oh, okay. Constructive criticism. You're trying to help me. Okay. To sound a little more appealing. I will try to sound much more casual, dude. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. We're gonna have to work on that. Um. So today, I had a general question for you, Dad. We'll so today, I had a general question for you. <laughs> you sound like Don't sound so formal, Ali. I'm not. I don't casual. Uh, okay. <laughs> sup homies. So no, no uh, sup homies. No one here wants to hear you say sup homies. Not it's anybody lit. listening. It's <laughs> no. It's not lit. This is not lit. This lame. All right. All right. So today. The general question I have for you, Dad, that will probably branch off into other questions and possibly stories as well. Um, my question for you is, um, what are, because like, you have an opinion as an adult, uh-huh. what are the worst bad habits a teen can form in their teenage years? Oh, my Lord. There's a ton of bad habits you can form. There's a ton of bad habits you can form at any age. Well, I mean, specifically... Oh. We are recording here from our new dungeon studio, by the way. We should <laughs> let people know. We've we've moved to the basement, and I didn't take into account that we might hear water in the background. And so we'll Rocky's nails as well. Yeah. Rocky's our dog. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll listen, this is going to get better as we go. But right now, um, this is our this is our dungeon. Sounds a little more authentic. the dungeon Creepy. studios. <laughs> the dungeon down studio. in the doldrums. Well, I, high on a mountain. Yes, no. go ahead. Sorry. I asked generally about teens because I feel like teens face more issues when it comes to the habits like peer well, what pressure do you think some bad habits are don't worry about what well, i think bad habits I mean, are the, the things that i worry about the most are definitely drugs and alcohol and i think that when it comes to habits everyone probably fears drugs sure. and alcohol as well sure but i feel like teens are much more vulnerable when it comes to trying mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? Well, that's because of peer pressure. Sure. And people try to expose themselves early. Let me tell you the coolest thing I ever heard about um, developing good habits. Let me tell you a story. So um, years ago, I remember listening to an interview with a football player. His name was Jerry Rice. you know who Jerry Rice is? I do not. You might know him from such shows as Dancing with the Stars. I believe he won the golden the golden ball, is what they call it, like the it's, golden mirror ball. Or the mirror ball trophy. Great. Still don't know who he is. Okay. Well, he, he, if any fathers are listening to this with their with their children right now, they're all yelling that Jerry Rice was the, one of the greatest football players who ever lived. He played for the San Francisco 49ers. Careful he had water a, behind your laptop. Okay. Well, he had a he had a storied career. It was very long. Um, held all kinds of records, and for a long time was regarded as like the uh, best football player to MVP? ever play the game. Yeah. So Jerry Rice was asked one day about, you know, like how do you develop all these good habits? Like how do you how do you develop willpower and and you know, cuz he played for so long uh-huh. and he was so good. And um, you know, how do you get dedication to good habits? And I remember him saying, you know, do you think that and by the way, my memory could be off. It could be a completely different player, but I'm pretty certain it was him. Let's okay? hope not. <laughs> yeah, it might be. 
Memory is very unreliable, as you will find as you get older. There's all kinds of books on it. We're oh getting boy. off subject. Let's get back to Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice said, you know, when I wake up in the morning, do you think that I, like, it's cold. It's dark. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go work out. No one wants to get up early in the morning I, he's anymore. Like, I'm like you. I don't want to do any of this stuff. Um, but I do. And I get up and I do the work. And that's how you build good habits. You build good habits by doing the thing that you may not want to do. And there's no secret magic. There's no trick. It's just mind over matter. It's telling yourself that it's important enough that you make this right decision right now. Now, you've often heard the cliche that, you know, most times the right decision and the hard decision are usually the the same same decision. Uh Exactly. So it's that kind of stuff. It's about understanding that you need to do what is best for you because in the long run, that's what really develops good habits, whether it's eating right or exercising, mm-hmm. or I mean, I guess I should ask you. You you changed a lot of your eating habits over the last year, haven't you? Well, I mean, I've I've fluctuated. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely say that. Sure. But um, sometimes it's good to cut things out of your diet for a while. And this isn't going to be about good eating or anything. But well, but you asked about habits. Well, je- gen- yeah, but I didn't want this to be about like. Uh oh. Dieting. <sighs> the heater kicked on. I wonder if people can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the dungeon. We have to figure out if this is going to be a doable thing. So probably we'll, not. We'll have to figure out. Well, guess what? I ooh ooh. I can control the heat with our with our nest from my phone right now. So let's turn that off, so that we don't have to worry about it bothering us for the rest of the. You thing. just stop talking and so cut and cut this part out. No, this is called real life. People dig this stuff. If you were listening <laughs> to a podcast and they're like, "I'm going to control the heating unit masterfully from my device," you'd be like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Let's do the same thing. I think that's only you. (laughs) No, there's people who think this is awesome. Trust me. All right, so that turned off. So once this thing starts, it'll it'll stop in a second. But all right, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I don't want this entire this entire episode to be about dieting and exercise because that's not what this is about. But I think that what pushed me to definitely make a change in my life is because I kept saying, "Oh, you know, next time, next time," but then I realized, like. There shouldn't be a next time. Like, I should do it now. Like, there's no reason. There's nothing sure. stopping me from doing it now. And I think that's what pushed me to take a lot of other chances, I mm-hmm. guess, in my life. Or that, you know, like, nothing's stopping me from doing it. So, I just, I don't know. I It was always the biggest push was there's nothing stopping me. So, why not? Um... Yeah, but we, I don't know if we actually talked about what makes good habits then, did we? Well... I mean, you're asking me how to develop good habits, and I'm trying to tell you, and you did a good job of doing that recently with, you know, making sure that, that you had changed, made some changes that you thought weren't as easy. Mm-hmm. And what was the driving factor? Why did you do it? Did you feel worse after starting a good habit, or did you feel better? Well, I mean, you definitely... I mean, it feels good, but you also, as soon as you start, like if you haven't exercised in a while and you start exercising every single day, it's not going to be easy. Like you're not going to, it's not going to be enjoyable. No, but there is a, there is a, there is a very commonly held belief that it's easier to stay healthy than it is to get healthy. You know what that means? Mm -mm. In other words, let's say like you're living your whole life unhealthy. Okay. And you want to try to get to healthy. So let's say like healthy is a level 10 and unhealthy is a level zero. And you're right now at level two. Mm-hmm. You don't really do much, but you try to eat some vegetables. And you're just kind of hovering around level two. Well, to get to level eight or nine is a pretty significant leap, right? Yeah. But if you're already at eight, to stay at eight is always going to be easier. It's going to be less energy that's going to be used 
to because stay level than it is to try to climb that ladder. So that's why it's important that you, you know, you do the best you can as quickly as possible. But you have to also, you know, I think the, the, the biggest factor that young people need to realize is they're not going to get it all right right away. And it's going to take time. And just because you have a bad moment or a bad day or a bad couple days or a bad week doesn't mean that you should then just kind of throw in the towel on all of your, you know, all of your efforts. Right. Yeah. And I think that some... I don't know if it's just my age or people in general. Sometimes they're too, they're too lazy, really, to make the. Well, you have to get away from all these. So, so here we go. Here's some advice from your dad. People aren't just lazy, right? Sometimes you don't know what is going on when you're not around them. They could have other factors. the 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 thing that I would ask you to start practicing is avoiding sweeping generalizations uh-huh. because you will find as you get older... That's not true. Well, it's just once you start realizing a little bit more about how the world works and the different experiences people can have, you'll start to realize that maybe generalizing folks is not the best way of doing it. Think about your own friends. You don't want to be... If you heard an old person like me talking about, well, you know, that's because most teenagers are blank, you're going to be like, hold up. We're not all the same. Yeah. We're different. So words like always, never, most, you know, you need to try to be a little more cognizant of the words you're using and be a little bit more precise and avoid those sweeping generalizations that could sometimes be harmful. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. And I never really looked at it that way before. Right. So it's not that most teenagers are lazy, right? But let's talk about a little bit more about that. Teenagers, as you grow from adolescence into your teenage years and as Uh you get into adulthood, your body's undergoing tons of changes. And I'm, this is not going to be one of those talks about your body. I'm just saying your body's undergoing a <laughs> He's con- really good at those, though. A con- done it. That's another episode. They're going through a ton of changes. As you're growing and, and, and maturing, you might need more sleep than you did when you were 10 years old. Right. You might have different hours. You might find that you're more of a night owl mm-hmm. or your friends are more of a day owl, a morning owl, a, day owl. a morning person. <laughs> you know what I mean. But if, if, let's say, you're a morning person and all your friends, your group of friends are all night owls, right? right? And you're up early at 6 a.m. and you decide to run every morning at 6 a.m. And none of your friends do. You have four friends that are all night owls. You might think, like, oh, my friends are lazy. But they might be up till 1130 at night and they might do pick up basketball while you go to bed at 830 because you've already burned all your energy for the day. Right. So unless you really know, it's the whole idea of walking a mile in someone's shoes, Uh you know, to make sure that that you really understand. And being empathetic. Yeah, you got to have some empathy. You got to have some desire to want to know what folks are going through. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, Are there other good habits that you can form besides better eating and exercise? Because I feel like those are the main two that are always talked about when it comes to good habits. But Mm -hmm. I was wondering if there are any other like good habits I can form. Absolutely. I think the best habit you can form the earlier as possible is dedication, is the desire to do things, right? No matter what it is. So Mm -hmm. like this podcast, (laughs) like this podcast, right? That's a great example. So tonight, when Alia was out, she was decorating gingerbread houses. I was. And we got back a little bit late. You were gone for most of the day. And so you asked me what? You said, when should we do this? I and said, I said, Dad, when are we going to record? Because I really wanted to do this episode because there's a lot I wanted to talk about. And you said, well, 
well, I mean, we could always do it on Wednesday. And I said, well, I mean, Wednesday would be okay, but I think that we should do it tonight. And you said, well, then all the equipment's ready. Let's just do it if you want to do it. Right. So that's that's what having habits are. Having good habits are really doing the things that you might not want to do, like I said earlier, on a regular schedule and, and doing them because you want to create a habit, right? Creating the habit is actually the habit that you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. So if you are somebody who wants to teach yourself an instrument or take instrument lessons right you have to do lessons regularly before you can start getting really good at that craft right Mm -hmm. if you want to start to cook you got to practice and so the commitment to be willing to practice and the commitment to be willing to learn are are things that will last you your entire life because you're always going to be able to learn something right Mm -hmm. i have friends who are in their 40s who are are learning how to run and 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 trying to get build up their stamina to do spartan races and marathons and i have a friend who's in his 60s a friend associate but who started playing an instrument in his 40s right you know and now he's got 20 years of experience at age 60 well it can be daunting at age 40 to say i'm going to start an instrument because Mm -hmm. Your friends who started in their 20s all have 20 years of experience, right? But if you stick with it over time... Then you can become experienced too. Yeah, you end up getting that experience. So I, I would say that what's more important than eating healthy or or um, exercising is having the ability to start to appreciate processes mm-hmm. and to not be scared away by the daunting task at hand but to take it piece by piece. And, and there's an expression that you'll hear many times in your life, you know, um, the way to accomplish a really gigantic task is step start, by step. Mm-hmm, to yeah. start small. To start small, right? Like how do you eat a, a six foot hoagie, you know, <laughs> one bite at a time. One you know, bite. you can't put all six feet in your <laughs> mouth, right? That's such a strange analogy. But you put a bite in it every time. Like we're talking about like good eating and stuff. And you're like, well, what if you want to eat a whole six foot hoagie? Okay, so how do you eat a hundred pound salad? Oh, there you go. One okay. bite at a time. One bite and at that's, a time. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little more relevant. And hopefully you get there before it's built in. So let me ask you let me ask you this. Yeah. So we start talking about, you know, forming new habits and sticking with it. Is it easier to start a new habit or to accomplish anything with a companion or with someone else doing it with you? Or do you think it's easier and more I don't know how to put it. Do you think it's more self or an, I don't know. How do, I don't know how to say. It. Is it like? So do you find more value in doing it alone or with other people? Is that what right. you're asking? Like, well, is, let me it, ask is you. it better for you? Let me ask you. What do you think? I think, to be honest, I think it's so much better doing it for yourself. Yep. Because you don't have to plan around someone else. Sure. And well, you don't know their motivations either. Right, and that's part of it. I feel like you like the best person you know is yourself, and I feel like you can always. Well, hopefully you're honest enough with yourself to, yeah, I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because there's a lot of people who don't want to be honest with themselves. Right. So le- le- I-, I think it depends also on the task, right? Here's what mm-hmm. I mean. If you want to if you want to learn how to do synchronized swimming, right. you can't do that alone because you're not synchronized with well, anybody no, I'm, else. I'm Ballroom talk- dancing, it's hard to do by yourself. But right. there's a s- portion of it where you have to get the skill set to be able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you're dead on, though. I think always what's most important is doing things for yourself because ultimately you're the person that you're going to spend the most amount of time with. And I feel like it's it's definitely more rewarding if you do it by yourself, but I think it's also, it strengthens, if you do it with someone, if you take, if you do Pilates with your best friend every Wednesday, mm-hmm. after like after school or something, I feel like it 
it definitely just, like strengthens your bond you have with that person or it I, I like I don't know it's it's definitely does it what happens if you're really good at it and they're really bad at it mm. <laughs> it's like Yoda mm. <laughs> good at it you are I just mm, I, I don't know well because I feel like you if they Mm, if you're a good caring person like me, you'd help mm. them get better. Okay, but what about if they're really, really good at it and they leave you in the dust? Will that strengthen your desire to do it or not? I think it depends upon your It's not just strength and desire. I was thinking more like if you, if you continually do something with someone, it will strengthen your bond in some way, but that might just be the movies. Uh, well, see, so, so that's very, that is a very insightful comment. You know, people love talking about how dangerous video games are, right? Like, oh my gosh, uh-huh. they're learning how to kill people. It's horrible. <laughs> um, and, and to an extent, maybe that's true. I don't find that to be true. I've played games where you shoot people and I've never once wanted to shoot somebody in real life. Mm-hmm. But movies and sitcoms love showing you how awesome everything is that you can you can meet the person of your dreams over a cup of coffee gazing in their (laughs) eyes or that no one ever fights and it's as damaging to think that the movies and tv shows are as real as it is to think that video games are real Mm -hmm. so i would say that you know i think you hit the nail on the head five seconds or five minutes ago when you said about self-motivation, you can have self-motivation while participating with someone else. Right. But ultimately it's your, it's the reason why you're doing something that may prove to be the most valuable part of what it is that you're doing at that moment. Right. Because if you have the best intentions for yourself, then you'll get the most out of it. Right. It's not going to matter how your friend's doing, right? I mean, you can still share the experience. Now, shared experiences are different than motivations. You you understand that idea, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because a shared experience is wonderful because then you have something in common with another person. That's mainly what I was trying to talk about, but yeah. I feel like it was also important to talk about the fact that, you know, sometimes when you do stuff, you know, they might get, like, like you said, they might get better and then they might, you know, eventually they'll go off on their own and do it for themselves too it's kind of like a well it can also be you're allowed to not like stuff right right (laughs) like people will say um you'll hear you'll hear folks i don't like basketball at all well there you go you'll hear folks who say that you know you should stick with it let me just let me just clarify i don't like playing basketball basketball in general is fine i have nothing against it well you're allowed to not like stuff okay but here's the situation right you'll hear people tell you um hey you know you you should stick with it you know, mm-hmm. you signed up for this right. ballet class. You made a commitment. You, you made should, a commitment. You should, you should finish it. it. Yeah. I would say if you really hate something, you've learned, you don't like it, move on. There is no point in wasting your life and in your time doing things you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference between not enjoying it and finding it difficult, right? Because right. sometimes the difficult stuff is the stuff that once we master, we can be the most proud of. Mm-hmm. But if you hate going, if you hate everything about it, why would you made a commitment? Hey, fantastic. Yeah. You changed your mind. You had to change your mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just depends on your motivations. But that's why it's so very important to understand that, 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 you know, I guess what's, what I'm really trying to explain is that that search for knowledge, like that idea that you want to really learn things and be good at them and master things and develop those good habits, mm-hmm. that's really what is. Um, something that is super valid in learning uh, at a very young age because you'll carry that with you your entire life. Oh, the heat the heat turned off. So if, if that was annoying, I would imagine that we've we've uh, the listeners are happy now they don't hear that sound <laughs> in the background. Right. Get down to business. That is the dungeon, as we said. Um, 
so I generally, I always tend to. You generally and you always. Which one is it? Mm. Let's be clear. I always. <laughs> always. 100% of the time? How about frequently? Yes. How about we say you frequently? Mm. Let's use the better word. Man, it's hard. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. I. I tend to. Mm. All right, let's say your point, then we'll figure out which adjective we use. I think I think I'm gonna go with adjective adverb. I go I I'm gonna go with frequently. Okay, you that's know an adverb. You know, Dad. Uh, frequently, I tend to. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's just statement. going downhill. Yeah. All right. Generally, mm. just get on with okay, it. Okay, so I like helping my friends with whatever issues they have. It's just the kind of person I am. I always listen to their problems and I always try to help them because that's just the kind of person I am. Is there any You're just way so wonderful. I know, right? I'm just I'm so wonderful. I'm um, wonderful. Is there any way I can help my friends who have bad habits? Is there any way I can help them start good habits? Well, <clears throat> I think that sorry, we need to get a cough button eventually. I think that what you're asking me is, can you change people? I'm not. See, that's what I'm worried about because I know that I can't change people, and I don't necessarily want to change people. But I just want to help them stop hurting themselves. Okay, so let's 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 listen to that statement again. This is the this oh is no. the problem <laughs> of youth. I want to reflect that statement back to you and see if maybe you can answer this question. Okay. Okay. All right. What you asked me was, can I help my friends change their bad habits, right? But I don't want to change anybody. Now. Who are you to say that those habits are bad? Well, I know. Let's say some. Let's say somebody is staying up late playing video games, and as a result, not doing their homework, right? And, I know and many they're getting people in trouble. Like that. Okay, so that's a bad habit, right? Yeah. But what about if it's that foundation of staying up late and playing those video games that creates a, a creative spark that down the line that person all of a sudden thinks of an idea for their own video game, and because they've trained themselves to stay up late is now able to work much harder than most people and create that game into the next great thing that comes out and captures everybody's attention. Oh dear. I feel I feel like this is gonna happen a lot throughout this podcast. What's that? That you're looking My at the world a little just bit differently? Collapsed. Like I don't I don't have a question anymore. Well no, this is this is what's really good because you're learning how to see the world around you. See, when you're young, you have kind of myopic vision. You you're you're seeing the world through your eyes and you aren't really giving yourself time to look at other people's through other people's eyes, right? It's mm-hmm. that expression, um, don't judge a book by its cover or right. walk a mile in someone's shoes, right? What you view as good and or bad is really subjective. Well, what about like alcohol or drugs or something like dangerous that I know that like they're hurting themselves in the long run? Well, there are going to be people who are going to make decisions that you're not going to agree with. Right, but that doesn't make them bad people. That doesn't make them bad. See, you you already know these answers. You've had a you've had a wonderful upbringing. My compliments to your parents. <laughs> 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 Listen, it's the truth, right? You may think that somebody is making bad decisions because they smoke or drink or 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 do drugs or now there are unhealthy decisions and we certainly understand what those unhealthy decisions are and it's a way to say that okay, smoking right now isn't good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um well, I got my I, I convinced my friend to stop vaping and I was very proud of that because there have been a lot of things or a lot of articles and stuff sure. that's coming up saying that it's not the better alternative to sm- it's not necessarily the better alternative to smoking but it's sure. and it's not necessarily it's of it 
could be less dangerous, but people, they don't know. They don't know. And but, what they don't know is they don't know what's inside those pods because of the manufacturing process. And But the government is starting to catch up with that. Right. Um, you can't always trust that they'll always do the best thing. In this case, they're they're starting to try to make some, some headway. However, getting back to your idea of what about friends who are drinking or doing drugs or, or doing things that you might not agree with, even uh, mm-hmm. with their bodies, right? right? Um, I think going back to what we've already talked about this episode, what's super important to realize is that it's not really for other people to decide, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we all have friends that have different habits, that have different... um, And I'm not trying to like... I'm not I'm not trying to what they call like snitch on someone and no, tell people not. that this person's doing this. But right. I'm more I'm just trying to look out for them. I understand that. But what about if somebody sees you having two desserts at the at the lunch line and they think that's an unhealthy decision? Very do you likely. want them to do you, but do you want them to make a comment about that to you? Well, no. No one wants to be called out and stuff that happens ah. to them like that. So And that's what I said. I don't I don't want to call them out. But I just I want to look out for them and I want to look out for their well being. Well, that's but okay. So you're kind of asking. It seems to me like you're asking two different questions, right? Is looking out for your friends' well-beings something that's bad or good? I would argue that it's obviously, I think, something good to look out for your friends, right? Right. Yeah. But you have to also trust the process, as they sometimes say, and understand <laughs> that your adolescence. I'm sorry, but this this random kid wrote that down in my yearbook last year. And <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's so he must funny be a, bring he must up. be a 76ers fan that's a that's a sports thing where they're talking about trust the process when they tank to get better at sports oh my god but you have to trust the growing up process okay now there are some people who are never going to get it right that's mm-hmm. just how life goes right. <clears throat> there are some people who are always going to seem like they're getting it right and then there's everybody else in the middle mm-hmm. and it's the old bell curve analogy there's going to be folks who you know there's going to be folks who are going to do drugs or who drink a lot or who are going to become we're going to unlock portions of their creativity that they otherwise wouldn't be able to tap into it there's going to be people who are going to have a lot of things that they want to say, but they don't have the strength or the courage to do it. But after mm-hmm. a couple of drinks, they get up on stage. and This is this is just how the world works. I would love to tell you that you don't need drugs or alcohol in order to, you know, to, to I mean, be I've creative, but some people do. I've had a couple of scary situations where my friends have experienced or have not experienced, but they have experimented sure. with that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't know where or I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know how to react because a I don't want to like I don't I don't want to I don't want to affect our friendship because they because tr- they wanted to experiment with something like I know they weren't intentionally trying to do something bad but they were curious it was out of curiosity sure I just I don't want it to affect the relationship that I've had with them so far well you know what the easy answer to that is though right act like it didn't happen no don't let it affect your relationship now when i was growing up i had friends and we've talked about this before we started doing this podcast i had friends who never have had a drink Mm -hmm. and never smoked a cigarette and never done any kind of drugs right and i've had friends who have had a few drinks and who have done a little bit of drugs and who smoked a little bit and i have friends who have done a lot of drugs and have drank a lot of alcohol and have smoked a lot of cigarettes and made a lot of horrible decisions there are going to be different parts of your heart that are going to be open to different levels of behavior from your friends that being said there are going to be friends that you're going to walk away from because it's too much for you to handle right mm-hmm. we all have those friends i don't care who you are there's every single person you know has walked away from a relationship for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. 
but there are also going to be people that you're going to hold on to even when they make decisions you don't always agree with. Right. That is just what happens as you get older and you get a little bit more mature. So you're going to find that there are different there are different things about different people that you're going to want in your life and you're going to be willing to accept. Now, as your father, the thing that I hope most is that you don't ever let dangerous people in your life who make your life dangerous. Right. Right. And that's going to be something you're going to have to learn in time. But I can't tell you how to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to decide it. Because if I made that decision for you, then that's not you growing up. That is just me dictatoringly like. That's a horrible (laughs) word. That's just me making all of your decisions for you. And that's not allowing you to be a human being. That's that's forcing you to be subservient to me. And that's not our relationship. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want... I don't want something to get so bad where I have to walk away from someone who I have a lot of good memories with and who I'm really close to. Well, I think... But there's a level where I just, I'm not comfortable with those kind of habits. Yeah, and and you won't be. And that's, again, that's all part of life. And the thing that you need to start to, you know, start to put in your brain is it's also super important to live in the present mm-hmm. and to not hold on too much to all those memories because what can happen is a sense of nostalgia can have an adverse effect on you as as well, right? Like you can remember a friend who was great five years ago but who has been dangerous for the past year and you hold on to those memories from long ago not realizing that but that's that not the person they gone, are, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Alia at 10 years old, she doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, I have to be present with you at 13 right now (laughs) and i have to do my best with you and i i can say things to you now at this age i couldn't say to you when you were 10 (laughs) definitely (laughs) careful and there are things that i will say to you when you're 18 that i couldn't say to you when you were 13 Mm -hmm. you know it's about understanding who people are and realizing that you can't change anyone right yeah no matter how much you want to. No matter how much you may want to. And there's going to be people you're going to want to change so badly. Um, but you can't. It's it's just... It's mm-hmm. really hard, but you can't. Now, I remember you telling me a story when I was younger. Oh boy. I, w- <laughs> I was I was curious about, about, about smoking. And I always thought it was bad. I hated the smell. I've always hated the smell. Yeah. I still cannot... I can't stand it. Um, but I remember you telling me the story the first time you tried a cigarette. Yes. You were how how old? I think I was eight. You were eight years old. Yeah, but hold on. Now, parents, or if you're listening, let's not get crazy. I didn't go out and buy a pack of cigarettes and try. No, one. no, no, no. That's why I wanted I, I wanted you to explain because I feel like it's a very teachable moment. Moment, yeah. Only only because it's it's funny in the fact that you were independent and you wanted to try it yourself. And that's what I think a lot of teenagers are. They do it sort of as an act of rebellion, but some are just curious to be honest. Yeah. Well, I, we have family from Italy Mm -hmm. that we go back to see pretty frequently. Italians are generally smokers. Well, not Italians. See, you're making generalities. Dang it. We're going to have a generality jar. Most families want a swear jar. (laughs) I think we're going to have a general. Let's see. Let's make a note here. Generality. Generality. We're both really bad at spelling. I am not. All right. So generality jar. I get it from you. It sounds like it should be GG, but it's not. It's actually GJ. Um, So the generality jar, you now owe $2 into. We're going to be a dollar every time. No, I think we should do quarters. Uh, All right. We'll do quarters. You owe 50 cents. 50 cents. Oh, yeah. So we have family uh, that still live in Italy that we go back to see and that 
I went to go see when I was eight years old. Great people. Love them. Of course they're great people. You wouldn't go see them if they were miserable. (laughs) Um, So I went back to Sicily. And at the time, I went with my mom and my sister, who was really, really little, about 18 months old. And I went with my aunt and uncle. And uh, my uncle uh, was a a real regular smoker. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, after watching him smoke and smoke and smoke, I asked my mother if I could try it. (laughs) So my mom, who knew that an eight-year-old could never possibly smoke a cigarette. Smoke correctly. Correctly, right. She let me have the experience of smoking a cigarette because she knew it would be so horrible I would that never want to try it again. you never want to try it again. Right. So I, I tried a cigarette when I was eight years old and it was... Coughed and hacked. And it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely horrible. And it made me not only not like smoking, but refrained from it. Now... Candidly, did I smoke cigars in college and after college with a group of guys? I absolutely did. Um, have I had a cigar in the last five years? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, do I smoke cigarettes? No, I do not. Did I try to smoke a cigarette in college to look cool? I absolutely did. <laughs> and did I flick that cigarette butt and end up hitting my friend in his face by accident? Yes, I did. Oh it was, my God. Oh, hashtag can I say hashtag or is that lame? <laughs> mm, uh, bit cringy. Bit cringy. All right. So we'll have the dad cringe jar. So uh, we've got the generality jar and the cringe jar. I think jar. sometimes the cringe is adds comedic effect. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So I Please I do to, not refrain from dad jokes. I owe to the... Oh, well, first of all, you know I love a good pun. But we'll uh. talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I, I did. And, you know, there's something to be said for letting somebody have a bad experience because you know that it'll always be bad in their memory. Um, sometimes you don't even need to have the bad experience. You've never tried a cigarette, have you? Mm, I haven't Have tried. you? No. Have you? No, I have not, and I've never vaped either. Make eye contact with me. I have never smoked a cigarette or vaped. All right. I'd still love you if you did. Ever. But I would hope you don't. I just, I find, I, I personally, I, it's against, it's against my personal, mo- it's against my personal morals. So here's the thing. So let's look at it this way, right? You had the experience of learning from somebody else's mistake. Mm-hmm. And I had the experience of learning from my own mistake. Right. <laughs> Which one is better? I'd say probably the personal because. But you didn't have a personal experience. No, I, I know, but I think it was better. I think Are you it making was generalities in- again? No, N- no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's. Then what can you determine the from these two was experiences? In your favor, because you learned. Why you learned too? Off, mm. See, you're bringing your preconceived mm. notions to the table. I, I just I feel as though that it impacts you more if it happens to you fir- right. firsthand. Well, then I'm gonna get a pack of cigarettes. Let you smoke one tomorrow. Ooh. You can probably do without, right? Yeah. So then, what are you learning? <sighs> All right. I, I'm all right, moving on. Um, no, what are you learning? That it can work both I'm ways, I'm learning right? that it can work both ways, and you can... That'll be 50 cents to the <laughs> generality jar. What, 75 today. And that, uh, and, that you can, and that you can learn things from not having had experienced it. Correct. Oh, boy, I'm, le- I'm learning a lot. It's only, it's only the second episode. Um, so what happens if my friends do become addicted? Like, can I, do I do anything? Like, what happens? Well, there's a few things that, you know, I guess I would ask you. Do I pretend do? like they don't have an addiction or do I? What would you, what would you do? What do you think you should I'm do? I'm conflicted. I, I feel as though that I would either try to ignore the fact that they did have an addiction. So one of your friends has a, has a drinking addiction and you see them coming to school drunk and you don't say anything? Well, that's that's why I'm conflicted. I don't know if I would, because 
once again, people don't like to be called out on things. Yeah. And I don't want to make it obvious. But I don't the want the right decision and the hard decision are usually the, the same decision. So look, Alia, here's the situation. There is no 100% right way of handling any of these things. There are certain things that are not going to be comfortable to a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. And that's where guidance counselors and teachers and principals and parents get involved because that's our job. Right. Our job is to keep you guys protected and heading in the right direction as best as we can. Right? Mm-hmm. You get to a certain age, you're outside of our control. But there comes a point when what you're doing right now is the right thing to do. Ask for advice. Go to people you trust. Now, it won't always be your father, and it won't always be your mother, and it won't always be your teacher. It'll be somebody who is in an adult position who you can count on and rely on to help you make an unbiased decision that's going to be for the best of the person you're concerned about. Right. It would be foolish for me to think that you'll come to me with every problem. That just its not going to happen. Because there's going to be things that embarrass you or things you don't want me to know. Mm-hmm. Even though we're going to have an open relationship, I hope, for a long, long time. I think this will definitely help with that. <laughs> but So the answer really is, you know, it's going to depend. I think you'd be foolish for me to tell you that there's a one-stop shop for every issue. Um, and And you need to understand that it's going to be dependent upon the situation and your comfort level as to who you go to. You know, there may be a situation involving um, substances that really a professional is best suited to handle. Right. There may be situations with personal issues that parents need to get involved in. Um, You know, it's, we had an incident in our family not too long ago where something happened that a parent got involved. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it was the right thing to do. And we found out that that issue was way more complicated than even we knew at the time. Right. So it, it this isn't a cop-out to say it's going to depend, but there's, cer- there's a certain level of um, variation that you just have to accept in life and understand that folks are going to... There, there's not always going to be the one way to solve all problems. So kids usually, when they first get... Kids usually... Mm, that's a generality. generality. Now we're up to a dollar. To a dollar. <laughs> You've, in my experience. In my experience, yes. as a thirteen-year-old. Yes, I have seen. Can I say some? Yeah, I've seen kay. some kids. Absolutely. I've seen some kids expose themselves to alcohol. Uh huh. Generally, th- mm, <laughs> that's one twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> This podcast is getting very expensive. I think we'll need to put this money to charity eventually. Definitely. Go ahead. You've seen kids. I'll let this one go. So you've seen kids exposed to alcohol do what? Through peer pressure. Yep. Now, was peer pressure as big as a deal as it is now when you were in your teen years? Uh, peer pressure has been a big... See, humans have been around for how many hundreds of thousands of years? I'm going to say peer pressure has been around for... How many hundreds of thousands of years minus one day? Yes, peer pressure was around during my time. Peer pressure is always around. Pressure is always around to do things. Under pressure. Okay, we're not going to go into into that. I won't sing if you won't. (laughs) Yeah, of course peer pressure has been around. But here's the thing about peer pressure, right? Peer pressure happens at every single age. It happens in workplaces. It happens in school. It happens in a family. It -hmm. happens, you know, to strangers. Crowd mentality is something that is... Very dangerous. No, I've heard. I've heard that usually people peer pressure other people because they experience something they enjoy so much they want to share it with someone else. Yeah, sometimes. But but again, usually is one of these things. That's dollar fifty. <laughs> one of the. Listen, there are multiple motivations to everything you're going to experience in life. Right. That's just how the world works. 
there are going to be people who are going to want you to experience things because they enjoy it and they want to share it with you. But there are also going to be people who experience things because they may want you to embarrass yourself for power over you. They may want to take a picture of you doing something that puts you in a bad light because it may help them out or it may reduce your ability to do something. They yeah. may pressure you because of any number of motivations. The thing that's most important is I feel like we're, we're kind of going around in a circle mm. on this and, and hopefully the point is being heard by you and by other folks who are listening is that you have to know what your motivation is right right because if your motivation is look i'm gonna make healthy decisions for myself regardless of the situation no one's gonna be able to peer pressure bully you you know uh -huh. they're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be to give the best shot right i have been offered illicit drugs i've been offered um, pharmaceutical drugs that were secondhand that wow. people wanted to share with me. And I've always said, no, thanks. I'm good. I don't need it right mm -hmm. now. Okay. Now. And I think the more confident you are, the, the harder it is for them to continue to pressure you. Of course. If they know that Ali, well, Ali is never going to do this, let's not even bother. You may not get invited to a party or two, or they may act like it's no big deal. And they may just say, Hey, you know, come anyway, mm -hmm. just do your thing while we're doing our thing. Right. Um, and that's what I hope happens because I think that even if, people have different beliefs on what is right and what is not right or what is a good habit and what is a bad habit i feel like inclusivity in general is still valid well it's always better to feel part of a group of people that you enjoy being around that are that are friends versus feeling like they don't feel that they you know that that you're that you're included but there's going to be groups where you're going to be very happy to not be included right yeah there there are some like i can think of but there are some that I wish I was a part of. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes looking at it from the outside, it can seem very attractive, very sexy, very fun, very, very wonderful. And it's only because you're seeing it from a perspective that enables you to not see the dark side of things. Right. So you may think that, hey, I want to be a part of this, only to find out once you get to be a part I of it. I do not want to be a part of that. It's not <laughs> yeah. somewhere you want to be. And that's kind of why I'm not sitting there like, oh, I wish I was in... Because I know that... I'm only seeing it from the pretty side, like you said. Right. Um, so I also want to ask you this, and this is kind of a more serious question. If kids my age are exposing themselves to alcohol and if they're experiencing, if they're, if they're exposing themselves to alcohol frequently, mm -hmm. can they become alcoholics at my age? Of course. Yeah. So what alcohol is, alcohol is, is a little bit of, it's 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 a little bit of poison for your body mm -hmm. that when it gets into your bloodstream, it starts affecting your cognitive abilities, your your reasoning, your being able to think. It makes your vision a little blurred because your body's getting just a little bit of poison at a time. Right. Okay. Now, if you if you is that where the term intoxicated comes in because it's toxic? Well, that's yeah, of course. Okay. So what you're really doing is you're introducing a foreign substance to your body that affects the way you think and the way you see and the way you hear, and it affects your reflexes. And it also adversely affects your organs, right? So your liver has to process the toxins in order to move them through your kidneys and out through your urine stream, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, a little bit of it kind of makes you a little hazy. Right. But the more you're exposed to a little bit, right, the more that little bit has less of an effect on your body because your body builds up what's called a resistance to it, Uh huh. right? So over time, the more of it that you consume, the more that it takes to make your body feel funny. Right. And so the Because you build up a kind of more of a resistance or like exactly. a, not a resistance, but you build more of a, like a, a tolerance. Tolerance. Yeah. Right. So it's like sugar, right? Mm hmm. 
when you start craving candy, you know, you want more of it. And when you take time away from candy and you let it get out of your bloodstream, your body doesn't really want it. Then it's only it. like one piece and then you're, And you whoop. start getting a yeah. little bit, you know, your body sugar gets a little bit, you know, wiry. And so anytime you introduce a foreign substance to your body on a more regular basis, the more that it can become, uh, more that it can crave it and that addiction starts happening. Now, there are people who will go sober in their teenage years because they've done so many things at an early age that they mm-hmm. it gets scary for them. Um, but like I said to you earlier about that whole, it's easier to stay healthy than it is to get healthy, right? Mm-hmm. The more you're able to kind of keep those foreign substances at bay, you know, I, I don't know of anybody who has regretted, you know, um, not having alcoholism, you know, no one has ever wanted it. Mm-hmm. No one has ever wanted cancer from mm-hmm. smoking, you know, no one has ever wanted, but the party aspect of it, the fun of it, and the feeling like it'll never happen to me, is part of the reason why folks, you know, they why they why they welcome it and they get involved in it because it's it's intoxicating, you know, both in the in the physical as well as in the um, emotional idea to do these things. So even though you're seeing it from the side that it's a bad habit, they can still. It's have fun. the mindset that like it's fun it's enjoyable yeah well it's also important to separate the act from the person right mm-hmm. people you can have good people that could sometimes um make a bad choice but it doesn't make them bad people and i feel like that's what we've been coming back to like you only see one part of who the person is because like i feel like we've been talking about um the fact that sometimes you you only know one thing about someone and you only or you only see one side of something, and you have to get to know the person in order to make an accurate assumption. Yeah, absolutely. So let's look at our own family, right? We had mm-hmm. somebody just recently get very sick and pass away, and, and we don't know if it was entirely because of smoking, but right. we know. Well, we, we can weave further back. Before you were born, when I was just a teenager, my mm-hmm. uncle um, died of, of cancer because of too much smoking. We know for a fact. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't make him a bad person. No. But he made a lot of bad decisions to put those chemicals into his body. Right. Now, the companies who manufacture these things, they try to make these products addictive and enjoyable so that people will buy more and they Mm -hmm. can make more money. Because once you get your customer hooked, then they'll keep coming back and back and back. And it becomes a moral issue for for those organizations, right? Right. And so, but it didn't make him a bad uncle. It didn't make him Mm -hmm. a bad father. Um, but but maybe it did make him bad in the sense that he made choices that took him away sooner than he should have been otherwise. Right. So it's I, I guess what is the takeaway is that this is an exceedingly different, uh, exceedingly difficult topic, right. right? And it doesn't get any easier with it's age. Complex. It is extremely complex. There are going to be people in your life who are going to let you down, like I said, because they're going to make really poor decisions. Mm-hmm. But you have to know in your heart whether or not, you know, it's worth having them in your life. Right. And I only hope that you make the best decisions for you because at the end of the day, you're the person who you should be taking care of the most. Mm-hmm. Are there any other really valuable pieces of advice that you can give to someone who is kind of scared of all the different things that they can get hooked on out there well if you're scared of getting hooked on things that are probably bad for your body avoid them avoid them it's as simple as that 
right? Growing up, I was concerned about the addictive personality that I may or may not have, right? right. It's, too, it's too hard to know if I do or if I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to think that I had a sweet tooth that was incurable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could never eat chocolate or candy. But as you know, a couple of years ago, I changed my diet pretty drastically. And I stopped eating all that stuff because my body stopped craving it after a certain period of time. But growing up, I avoided. And avoiding is something that is the surefire way. And that goes back to self-motivation and willpower, doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah. You know, and it's all about healthy habits, knowing who you are, and I think making the decisions that are going to be best for you in the long run. Short of that, you know, I I don't know what, I I don't know anything better than looking out for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that the best relationship you have is with yourself and making sure that you know who you want to be and you know like what you want to stay away from and what you want to um because I, I typically I think that bad habits definitely have effect on your reputation as a person because like once you get hooked on something you'll kind I feel like sometimes you always get looked at. No, you always get looked at. It's a dollar seventy-five oh into the general Lord. jar. So once you get hooked at, once you get hooked on something, you could be viewed one way or another, right? I, I guess, yeah. What about if it's a private addiction? What about if no one ever sees it? Well, then I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. How so? If you privately well, get addicted no, to, uh, sorry, that was that was the wrong way of saying that. It's not that it doesn't matter. It doesn't have any effect on your. Really? So if I just on your drink... I- on your image. So if I drink by myself uh-huh. and no one ever sees it mm-hmm. and I'm poisoning myself over a long period of time because my drinking is out of control, but nobody ever sees it. That's it's, extremely unhealthy. It's extremely unhealthy, right? It's hurting yourself. It's once right. again not doing what's in the best but interest of if, yourself. If people don't know, it's not necessarily but affecting... But is it more important that people know or that you shouldn't be hurting yourself? Definitely, you shouldn't be hurting yourself. But I think it's also important that people know. I I think. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> think you're really locked into this too much. I, I think, think you I need know. to do a little bit more thinking on this subject. It's 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 really complex, and for someone who hasn't really gotten there quite yet, it's definitely takes a. It, it's draining. <laughs> well, here's what I can say to you. What I can say to you is. You're going to have a lot more questions about this the older you get. And I'm going to be here. Your mom's here. Your, the other people in your life are going to be here for uh-huh. you to ask those questions too. And hopefully get the answers. Because why? Because my dad knows stuff. And he's here to answer questions and here to help me. Thank you guys for listening. And we hope that you tune in next week as well. We don't quite know what we're going to do yet, but it's going to be just as fun. And uh, hopefully I'll get to learn more stuff about the real world and how it works. Very good. Thanks, all. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye, guys.